Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. How's it going? Ryan's going pretty good. We uh, we got a new little episode, especially while we've got a little bit of time still until the next new release uh, for Marvel Champions. I think we're going to call this one a champion recheck champion checkup champion checkup is that we call it yeah i think so (laughs) (laughs) all right champion checkup so in a nutshell champion checkup is us playing the some older heroes some older villains and kind of giving you our thoughts it's been a while since we played some of these and just kind of get a fresh new take but maybe play some newer uh, aspect cards that's come out with these older uh, heroes or older villains with some newer encounter sets and just see how they play and what's different. Yeah. Um, as this game continues to expand and grow, and I guess those are the same words. Um, just it's it's interesting to see how these newer cards interact with these older heroes. and. Uh, and villains with the the newer encounter sets and trying to find ways to improve them or, or new ways to play these heroes to to make them fun um, if they weren't already or to make them still fun and and fresh from when you've played them years ago. So um, I think we've decided to start pretty basically at the beginning uh, with the heroes that we've selected. Um, you want to let everyone know who you chose? I chose to play from the core box Black Panther in a protection build. So I think to help kind of set this up, give us your quick 10 second impression of Black Panther way back in the day and uh, then kind of move into what you think of him now. So old thoughts of black Panther was, uh, he was very upgrade heavy. So it was a lot of build felt a little slow at first, especially with the card pull back then. But once he got kind of built out, he was pretty much good to go. Uh, his retaliate was nice. Um, I did feel like he could die a little easy. I remember one game we had, (laughs) where I think I did like the third turn and we were like, okay, we only have this much time to, to get a game in. And I died in like the third turn and we're like, Ugh, <laughs> there's not enough time to start a new game. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. But Black Panther, uh, overall pretty good. I think he was <clears throat> probably ranks like two, two, three for me out of the core box heroes. Like, number two best number three best or yeah around there two three depending on the day okay so he was he was up there as one of the better ones for you for me i know it's gonna there's some people that love this or that but for me he was he was kind of right in the middle or above average yeah i think he he played different than a lot of heroes back in the core um probably not the most different but that focus on wakanda forever um really made him a little interesting 
Yeah, I think that aspect with him is he has cards that has you have to have certain cards to trigger his upgrades, mm-hmm. which I think we see later on in the game. Uh, like a Miles Morales is very similar. He has these abilities, but he can't really use them unless you can get them activated. And in Black Panther was definitely is that way. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first played with him, my initial thought of his ability is just retaliate one. There's no nothing fancy or anything cool about it. And uh, I, I'm not sure if my feelings have changed, though I, I do have a little bit more respect for retaliate with newer protection builds. Um, but I think it, it really suffered as the card pool continued to grow when you had heroes that could gain retaliate. Like Captain America just equips it. <laughs> right. Like it was almost like it would have been nice if he had retaliate and something else. Yeah. Or, or just make it where no one else could get retaliate though. I don't know how fun that would be, but yeah, just, just something that made it more than just retaliate. And then his setup or his uh, alter ego ability is just a setup where you just put an upgrade, which is good for him, but it doesn't create a lot of, fun interactions during the game just at the beginning of the game yeah and usually you're going for one of two kind of upgrades yeah yeah so now with this retrospective that we're doing what what do you think of black panther now or or better yet just tell us uh who you like uh what aspect you played with him and and the things that you kind of did with his deck so I did a protection build and I did kind of like a modified repurpose with a couple of tech cards. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the two that I had was energy barriers and uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the force field generator, shield generator, something like that. Three cost. You get like six counters forced interrupt to prevent the damage. Isn't it force field generator? It might be. Okay. Um, so those are like my two higher costs because what repurpose does is you can discard a tech upgrade, you get to ready, and then you get to add the cost value to one of your basic stats. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so to pair it with that, I took his uh, ability he has of retaliate, and then I tried to maximize that. So I had a Dauntless, and then I had an Electrostatic Armor. That way, I could hypothetically be like a 3 Retaliate. I would have to defend to get the Electrostatic mm-hmm. Armor. Yeah. But then I could I could defend. I had a Armored Vest. So defending for 3, and then hopefully, you know, Retaliate, quote-unquote Retaliate for 3, and then Repurpose Ready. And then have like a decent four to five attack or thwart, whatever we needed for the round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, I think you got rid of repurposed a a force field generator and that jacked your stats up pretty high. Yeah. So that was nice. One thing I noticed, um, I want to get your thoughts on is, uh, you got out, um, his, support which is the golden city Mm -hmm. and uh 
and used at pretty early in the game. And just like looking at it, it's a pretty strong support. My first turn on that game was pretty wild because I had, I was able to get, I think I had like one vibranium, like one or two doubles. And then I ended up getting golden city in, in my initial hand. So I was able to like put that down, drew two, played Nick, drew three. I think I put out a mansion and then drew another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so you did was, put out a mansion. So I had Golden City, a mansion, and Nick, like turn one. And I mean, I was pretty much ready to go draw-wise. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I've, I've learned about Black Panther is all of his cards are either two costs or less. And he comes with that that vibranium which is a two plus or not two plus but just two Two resource card um and And i I think three of them and you have three of them so he i out of all the heroes i feel like he's the one hero that is least likely to benefit from the classic three energy genius strength cards which i feel like are just mandatory for all decks Uh, and i don't know if i ran them i think that was part of my play I, I either ran none of them or maybe one of them but it, because of how low his costs are it's they're not even really missed so that, i think that's very interesting for black panther is that ability to to be able to get a lot done for cheap yep yep yeah all right do you want to say who you played or keep finishing out black panther um, let me, let me do my final stuff on Black Panther because I want to talk about his upgrades. Okay. Um, so he's got the four upgrades, which is it, his whole deck's built around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, just, just seeing how the game has evolved and stuff. One thing that I'm not a big fan is, uh, three out of the four are, damage related which obviously that's one of the big components of the game but i think after like watching you play i think it would have been nice if one of them did something different um that wasn't just attack so so the three the the four is energy daggers which basically deals one damage to everybody um i'm not going to deal with the final talk about the final stuff um there's the Panther Claws, which deals two damage to a particular enemy, so it's your big attack one. Vibranium Suit is you get to move a damage and heal, which is great. And then there's Tactical Genius, which is the threat one. But I think it would have been nice to see something that was like Ready Black Panther or give him a tough status card. Or, see, that's you know, what I was thinking you could do for something like that. Like, you could remove a status card if it was the first one and then like give him a status card, if it was the, or give the villain a status card, if it was the last one, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'll have to admit that each, each one of those has served a a really good purpose at certain, in certain games. Like I've had where there's lots of enemies. So energy daggers really helped or black Panther claws where I was able to do more damage or healing with vibranium suit. But yeah, I think, I think it just been, more diverse to have something else. Yeah. Um, 
we're going to focus on the four upgrades, his four main upgrades. Uh, his energy daggers, I'm okay with how it, how it is. Panther claws, I'm okay with how it is. Uh, tactical, no, we'll do the other one for four tactical genius. Vibranium suit, if, you know, it's a damage plus a heal. Mm-hmm. So that one is pretty balanced. The one to me that I think is the weakest, yep, uh, is his tactical genius because it's only remove one from a scheme or two if it's the final, and it's just not great. It's uh, it's not. I, it's I've never seen it be useful <clears throat> or as useful as I feel like it should. Like I would rather see it be two. It's just like the base. It's not too powerful at two, and then. The final one is either like three, just bump them both up by one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's my only thing with his upgrades. I think I think the yeah. tactical genius, the thwart aspect, just is is not there. He doesn't have an event, a thwart event, and it's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I agree. And and since he doesn't really read none of his cars ready him he's only got a two thwart on his hero. So you're just not doing a whole lot of thwarting with him. And granted, if you pull out multiple, um, by or Wakanda forevers on the same turn, you'll be doing a decent amount of thwart. And if you bump it up by one, like you mentioned, it might be too much, but then again, that's kind of his deck. Your goal is to be able to try to pump out more than one, Wakanda yeah. forever. And he has five in his deck. And I think the most I was ever able to play. And it was like very late game. That was the other thing with my strategy is like, I think I had like 18 to 20 cards on the field mm-hmm. in the play area. So I think I was able to get like three out in a single turn. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, but like right there, that's like three damage or three thwart. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it it it's not a big impact. So compared to the others, the the others I feel like have the potential for larger impact. So, all right, any any final thoughts on Black Panther? Um, he was fun. He was fun to play him again. Like I said, it was it was neat to get a hands or a. Uh, draw pile that was pretty low i think i got it down to like 20 to 22 cards mm-hmm. and then been able to draw all those extra cards i was able to kind of go through the deck uh in just a couple turns and get all those good cards that make him keep continually activating which was fun yeah yeah i definitely think he's still in the very solid category like anybody could play him and be successful in what they're doing um, and, and he can, he can basically take any of the aspects and do just fine in any of them. Yeah. He's, he's one of those heroes where his player kit is mm-hmm. really all that matters to him. It doesn't really matter what aspect you're playing him in. Yeah. You're the aspects are, are very much just trying to build off of his main stuff. And it's, it's a little hard to do, but it seemed like you found a, a pretty good way of doing that with the, the repurpose protection and, and whatnot. Repurpose was, was okay. It, I was able to get it working a couple times, 
but mm-hmm. I would say it's not as consistent as, as other protection builds that I've had yeah. I, good I success think, with. I think the most success you had with it was actually just getting damaged because you were doing his retaliate. Um, you had the, um, oh shoot, the, it's not the vest, the <laughs> electrostatic armor. The, yes, thank you. The armor, which did one, you had, uh, Dauntless, which did another one. Um, and then uh, you had the energy barrier to, to do extra. So you were doing quite a bit of damage when they attacked you. Yeah, that was the other uh, thing that was nice for him. Because that's a, that's a three-cost card. It's kind of high. But with all his uh, resources, mm-hmm. um, he was able to... Even if I defended for three and it did like four, he was able to ping off that one extra damage. Um, and I could get some value out of Forceville General Generator's actual card before I repurposed it. Yeah, yeah. I think I would usually take it down to like two, and then repurpose it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I still give him the stamp of approval. It is Wakanda forever approved. <laughs> All right, you ready for for mine? Yeah, tell us who you played. All right. Um, in our game, I busted out Iron Man. So I haven't played Tony Stark Iron Man in a, in a while. Um, so give us your historical remembrance. My historical remembrance was that he was very slow to get going, and he was a character that had to prep to get going there was no like kind of oh, i'll just kind of do a few little things and then i'll work on his kit i mean he was his kit is absolutely central to making him sing um and uh and once you got him going he was he was probably the most powerful in the uh in the core box i felt but you had to get going first before he could get that power level. And in a true solo, it was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. You ran that risk of having to stay down to really use all his benefits and cards or hand size and the risk of threading out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, looking back on him and playing other characters, I think in a way, he's very similar to Ironheart, or, or I, I should say, Ironheart's very similar to him, in that you have to build up, and but once you reach that built stage, they just steamroll over everything. Um, that that's something that I really realized that are very similar between those two. Um, I will say. For him, so I ran him leadership, and uh, the the whole deck idea on him was basically just getting a good amount of allies out and just using them to generate cards, um, and trying to get like Nick Fury out and generating cards. Um, so I was I was drawing tons of cards every turn, and because he had so many upgrades out, I was. I think it was one turn 
that I decked out twice. Um, cause I, I drew a ton of cards, but also he has the repulsor blast, which it deals one damage, but you have to discard five cards and it deals additional damage, which that, that card is for only one cost. It's not bad, I guess, but it's very luck based, but you can build around that luck to, to make it hit more often. Yeah. I remember that particular card being very late game, uh, higher hit rate. Cause you're, like you said, you got thin your deck a little bit with all your upgrades and then hopefully you've got a good amount of energy cards in there. And then it's a little better than trying to shoot a repulsive blast earlier in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, his upgrades, they're, they're good. I mean, he's got his damage one, which is his power gauntlets, which is just exhaust and deal damage, which is great. If you're aerial two damage, if you have both of them out, that's, that's a consistent two to four damage, which is pretty great. Um, his Mark five armor gives him six health points. Oh, geez, man. That's so much. Um, I mean, his arc reactor is amazing. Being a, excuse me, being able to ready is pretty powerful. And he's a great thwarting machine just on his own. Cause you have that ready ability. So you're just doing boom, two, boom, another two. Um, so justice makes him even more powerful with that. And then of course he's got the Mark five helmet, which removes threat. So he's got a lot of tools. I think his weakest upgrade is the boots. Um, cause it, it gives him one health point, but it just gives him aerial, which affects his other, um, armor, but it just kind of seems flat a little bit, but for one cost, I guess it's not too bad. So my two, like, eh, could have been better. Or his helm, <clears throat> his helmet. One, it's kind of like the Black Panther thing. It's like, really? Just, just one? Yes, it can be spread when you're aerial, which made it a little bit better a couple of times. But, I mean, let's be real. How many times are you going to have multiple side schemes out to take off a bunch of thwart and then the other thing that always bothered me with iron man was why does he have two boots that are the same thing and why is there no like benefit for having both of them besides the extra hit point yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it makes sense for the gauntlets to be the same but the boots it it didn't so in, in our game because of that i actually never put down my second rocket boots because I could use them to basically draw a card, a, a resource with Stark Tower, which pulls a, the topmost tech upgrade from your discard. So I would just use that as a resource, use the Stark Tower to, to bring it back. Um, one thing I wish, one thing I could see without making it like too powerful would be like, if you have a single boot, you could do as it is currently. You could discard to go aerial. But if you had both in play, you just gained aerial. Yeah, I, I think as we've gotten new heroes and their ability to achieve aerial very easily, it I think that would be a, a pretty good compromise. Yeah. But thematically that's that's a miss. 
Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. Iron Man. I think I'm flying around. I I agree. I think. I mean, that's his thing. He he flies around and shoots laser beams. Pew pew pew. But I mean, that's just how the game has evolved and and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're talking hero concepts from four plus years ago. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that just make him more powerful. And he is he is so strong. <laughs> He does not look like it at face value, but you are definitely right. Yeah, yeah. I will say his weakest card, and everybody knows all about this, <laughs> is the signature ally of War Machine. Yeah, he rivals the worst signature ally in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's... I mean, if you just look at straight numbers, you're doing... At best, six attack in a in a tough or eight attack. Eight attack for four cost is not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then his ability is just even worse. I mean, it's it's very selective. Like I, f- I feel like he was designed to be the Ultron killer because of the core box. But I've never, I've never used him. It's never been worth it. I think the only time I've ever used him and his ability was in an Ultron game when all we had was the core box. Yeah, that's that's probably where most people have used him. But I, I do have a question. So his, his ability is action, exhaust war machine, and deal two damage to him. Deal one damage to each enemy. So in a multiplayer game, that could be better. Um... But do you think if they if it was changed to either deal one damage to War Machine and deal one damage to each player or each enemy, or do two damage to War Machine and deal two damage to each enemy, do you think one of those switches would make him too powerful or it wouldn't make a difference? What's your thoughts? I think if you're going to have the higher cost, because what he can only do that twice, right? Yes, as it currently is. Because he has four health. Mm-hmm. I would want to see either a reduction in the... Because really, if you deal one, and then if you if you take one, and then deal one to everything, yeah, you could do that four times. But... I mean, unless you're playing a game that's very, very minion-heavy and minion-based... It's still not that strong. It's like, ooh, I dealt one to the villain. Ooh, I dealt one to the villain. Oh, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's definitely you've you've got to um you've got to play him in a multiplayer setting. It's got to be like three or three or four players. And there has to be just to balance it with his just attacking. So if you attack twice, that's two damage. That's four damage. Sorry, that's that's two damage that he would take, two consequential, and he would deal four damage. So that means you would have to, to do that ability to match it, there would have to be at minimum three minions in the villain to, to equal four damage. Which in solo and even in two player, that's not going to happen super often. Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, I mean, great for Ultron in a four player game, I'm sure, but it's just it's just never been useful for other villains. Yeah. 
So my my grade for Iron Man is he's still a beast. The one thing that I remember about Iron Man is if you could go aerial and then do I call it a sucker punch. What's what's it really called? A supersonic punch? Yeah, yeah. A supersonic punch for eight. Two for eight. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I oh, know yeah. a lot of people are like, Spider-Man has the the, the uh, standard three for eight. But I mean, this is core box, two for eight. Technically, you do have to discard or spend a resource technically. But if you've got something else, a generator set up to use Mm -hmm. that, then, you know, yeah, technically it's three for eight, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a genius. So the new card that, uh, is it ingenuity? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's a great card for him. Throw that on and then there you go. You got your science resource for your boots every time. And even like with wave one, uh, Quinn carrier, kind of solved that problem too. Yeah. But yeah. the the ingenuity is a new one. It's the, the exact resource you need. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I honestly, even with all the new cards, I think he's still strong. The new cards just make him maybe a little bit stronger overall because kind of like Black Panther, it's all about his kid. Right. I it, The only thing is there are more tech upgrade cards in the pool which can help with his hand size yeah i mean i was sharing some of my tech with you yeah he gave me the electrostatic armor and boosted it up but i was drawing i mean it's only a few turns and i was drawing all seven cards it was crazy uh i think the scenario we played helped that a little bit yeah yeah we we did play we played risky business, so um, it was the modules that was city in chaos. Yeah, city in chaos, one with Rhino. I think my like two takeaways from that one was there's a side scheme in there that like blanked out all locations. Mm-hmm. So there was a turn where I was like, okay, I'm gonna flip down, do my big draw with my golden city and my Avengers Mansion, and they were both blank. Which stunk. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh, I'm a fan of risky business, and uh, I know some people don't like it because you can kind of game it, uh, and and we kind of gamed it a little bit since both our characters characters required some setup, but he, he still had his challenging moments. But we we definitely handled him pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, it took us a couple turns, but once we were able to go, the one thing I liked, I like about Risky Business is, you know, you do all that work to get him flipped. He punishes you for flipping him. And then we had like two things that really I wanted to like point out. We, We got him flipped. We started doing some damage. He did his villain turn and he had like one or two boosts that took down the counters to flip him back mm-hmm. and then i think like both our encounter cards took a counter off and, and he flipped back to norman osborne and as i forgot like man he can really swing back really quick and then you gotta do all that work again to flip him and then get punished again when you weren't really like planning on it 
And then the other thing is if you don't pay attention to the criminal enterprises counters, they can stack up, you know, yeah, 10, 12, 14. And it doesn't seem like much, but that's like 10, 12, 14 extra damage that you're having to do on top of with a normal villain that you're just being able to like pound the villain with. Yeah. Yeah. Risky business for a while was my, my favorite to play just because it was, it was different. You didn't have to just punch the villain. You kind of had to think a little bit. And, uh, I, I agree. You, I never thought of it until like our game that basically is just adding health every time he puts those counters on when he's Norman Osborn. Um, yeah. and, and it, it was, it was fine. Eventually we were able to control it cause we had all everything upgraded. So we were able to just pump out damage and just flip them immediately. I think it, it puts you in like a, as a player, it puts you in like this false sense of security where it's like, yes, you don't think anything's happening, but, but he is, he's, He's kind of making it more difficult and more health that you're having to deal with when you're like, Ooh, I get a free turn in hero form because he's not really attacking me. Yeah. I, I, I remember playing a game against him and I can't remember who I was. I want to say it was when Quicksilver just came out and I was testing him and I got, I got caught in that loop where I wasn't strong enough to, uh, flip him. And I finally flip him and I get beaten up as Quicksilver. And then he gets flipped back and I just felt like I never could gain ground on him. Um, that was one protection card I liked. It's a preparation. I think it's called like defensive stance. And you get to prevent three whenever you would take damage. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of those protection cards are very when the enemy attack based, but this one's not. So I was able to take care of... Uh, a lot of that damage when he flipped, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I kind of gamed knowing the, who we were playing. I prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't avoid that. Once you've played a, a villain, you're going to know their, start to know their cards and yep. find the best way to beat them. So. All right. Um, did you tell us your thoughts on Iron Man? Um, after your checkup, yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. He's still a great hero. He still does great things. Um, he can be a little more complicated for newer players, but um, he's not he's not super hard to to figure out. So uh, he's a he's an A plus still. Yeah, he's like two or three for me. <laughs> So wait, yeah, so, so who's, and, your no, who's your those, number one then? Those were my, my two. Iron Man okay. and Black Panther. Because yeah. I was thinking they all know I don't ones. like She-Hulk. She and I just, I just can never like Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing against her. I, I played her a couple times, but for my play style, and I just, I, it wasn't fun. And I think yeah. Spider-Man is good and fun. Um, I think he has some gaps in his core kit that yeah but uh, uh i mean spider-man um iron man black panther are my are my top three well whenever we do our next one i'm claiming spider-man 
So that means you have to do Captain Marvel or She-Hulk. <laughs> okay. I'll have to think about who I want to play then. I guess or maybe I'll just play Iron Man. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess you could just do someone else. Or you could do some of the expansion of that cycle too. So you can be Captain or something, Captain America. But I, I claim Miss Marvel though. No, Well, no, you probably should play Miss Marvel because you never played her. I, I, pl- I played her some. Change it up a little bit. But. Yeah, but I guess I guess if that's, I mean, it is the champion checkup. I probably should uh, play those ones again mm-hmm. to yep. uh, to see if they gotten better. Yeah. So, um, in uh, reflection on risky business, I still think it's a fun one. I had fun playing it. Um, I definitely see as I've played it more and more ways to to game it but i i still enjoy it i think it's a fun fun villain and uh i'm all about fun so keep it coming yeah. I, I like i like risky business the the two-sided villain card has always been a neat thing for me um i like that he plays different it's not as it's one of those first ones that introduced the like not straightforward just go punch and don't yep. you know thread out? It was one of those you got to kind of time and play play it. Uh, I think to make him better or different is definitely throw in an encounter set that kind of spices things up. Whatever yeah. that one is, you know. Yeah. No, I agreed. I think just throwing in an encounter set that just alters things up a little bit. I think is is good for for them. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else from our game from a villain encounter set perspective that we encountered. I think, um, we had one where we both decked out and then we, oh yes. so we had like four <laughs> encounter cards total two each. And I got the one that's like, Rhino attacks you. If Rhino's not in play, go find him. Yeah. And he was sitting under, he was one of your two cards. So I was yep. like, sweet. It whiffed. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's pretty nice. And uh, he came out. He's big and scary. He's got a health, but I supersonic punched him and took care of him in one shot. <laughs> yeah, he popped him right in the chin. Yeah. So his uh, his encounter set, I didn't feel like it probably altered enough. We did it randomly. So um, I'm sure you can go through and, and find an encounter set that probably fit his play style a little bit more and make it a, a tougher scenario. I think maybe a um, encounter set that had some side schemes that put like um, crisis icons out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw one of those, but again, it was just one and right. we were able to take care of it. So the main scheme didn't get crazy, Yeah, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, uh, kind of double downing on that false sense of security of, of alter ego. Yeah. Cause in your mind, you're like, I can just flip down and he schemes. I think his base is two in Norman Osborne. Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean, he has potential to scheme. I think most of the time for us, he schemed for like four. So, cause he, his base scenario cards have decent boost, um, icons. Yeah. They, a lot of them, also had boost abilities with them, I believe. Yeah. yeah, a lot of his are take two counters off if he's in Norman, or put two, two 
tokens on if he's Norman Osborne or take tokens off if he's Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. Or add yeah. one, take one, you know. Mm-hmm. That's when he's doing a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. That's, that's it. That's that was a fun it. game. Uh, champion checkup approved. It was fun. It was fun to go back and play some of those older heroes that gain a little bit of dust from time to time. Yeah, I mean, when you're you got so many heroes to play, it's just you're not going to get to every single right. one every time. And you got some that are your favorite. Some, of course, aren't. absolutely. All right. Well, if you want to share with us some of your champion checkups, or maybe who we should play from the core box next time, uh, send us a message over at Marvel Champions Pod at gmail.com. And until next time, if you want to go from a chump to a champ, listen to the Marvel Champions podcast. Thanks. See ya.